You're listening to the Grow Your Own Food Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you grow fresh fruit, vegetables, and even grains in your own backyard. In every episode, you'll get growing tips, recipe inspiration, and more. Ready to get growing? Then let's jump in. Friends, welcome to episode 550 of the Grow Your Own Food podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Smith, and today I am going to be telling you everything I know about growing beans. So, everything from green beans to black beans, just about any kind of bean you can imagine. Legumes are a wonderful type of crop to grow in your garden. They don't take up a ton of space and they produce a lot of fruit. But there are a few tips and tricks that are helpful to know when it comes to growing them for the first time, or even if this is like your second or third time growing them, and maybe you had some like less than stellar results in the past. Um, Hopefully this episode will help clear any confusion up for you. So that's what we're talking about today. But first, a word from our sponsor. Now, it might be because I am a huge nerd when it comes to all things plant-related, but I actually find legumes, beans of all kinds, really, really fascinating. They're an amazing group of plants. They're not only a great source of fiber and critical nutrients like folate and iron, so they're like a wonderful um, meat replacement if you're interested in becoming vegetarian or vegan, or even just if you're trying to scale back on eating less meat, they're, they're a great option. But as far as the way they grow, one of the coolest things about them is that they're able to make use of the nitrogen that's in the air all around us, also known as atmospheric nitrogen. So I talked a little bit about this in my episode way back about plants and nitrogen and kind of that relationship between them. But basically, legumes, beans, they have this special bacteria that is attracted to the exudates. So if you think of it almost kind of like a perfume or something like that, um, that the legumes roots put out, it attracts this very special type of bacteria. And that bacteria works with the plant's roots in this symbiotic relationship where the bacteria is able to break atmospheric nitrogen down into a form of nitrogen that the plant can use. But because the plant doesn't have enough energy to do that, itself. And in return, the plant provides that bacteria with glucose that it creates through the photosynthesis process. So they work together and they give each other beneficial things. They kind of help feed each other. It's really cool. Legumes are one of the very few sort of plant families that are able to do this. So really neat thing about them. Now, whether you are wanting to plant green beans, runner beans, pole beans, dry beans, like black beans or kidneys, doesn't really matter. All of those have this kind of symbiotic relationship with that bacteria that helps break down atmospheric nitrogen. Another thing that's really cool about legumes is they're some of the most productive plants that you can grow. As I mentioned in the introduction, they don't take up a ton of space, but they produce a lot of fruit. 
And one of the reasons why they are so prodigious is that their flowers are monoecious or bisexual, meaning the flowers have both male and female parts. Other kind of like unisexual plants like cucumbers and squash and melons, they produce flowers that are like one flower is female and one flower is male. And you have to rely a lot on pollinators to bring pollen from the male flower over to the female flower, which kind of creates pollination issues sometimes. But with legumes, you don't have that problem because flowers have both male and female parts. So just like a little bit of wind is all you need in order to have a successfully pollinated bean blossom. So some cool facts about beans. Um, Don't know if you ever thought you'd hear that before, but I want to start talking about growth habit. And even though peas and peanuts both classify as legumes in this episode we are only talking about beans because peas and peanuts while they are legumes and they have a lot of qualities that make them very similar to beans they have a lot of really interesting distinctions too that make them very different and hopefully I will be covering those I plan to cover those anyway in two different episodes one dedicated to each but for this episode we are only talking about beans So beans come in two varieties. They come in the climbing variety and they come in the bush variety. The climbing variety, most of the time, you're going to hear those referred to as pole beans. And that's because most of the time people choose the support for them to climb as a pole. But runner beans are another type of climbing bean that you're going to see often. They use tendrils to climb nearby structures, such as the poles I mentioned. They also climb fences and trellises. They need that support to make the most of their potential. Bush beans, on the other hand, as suggested by their name, they grow in more of a bush-like habit. And it's not the same kind of bush like a shrub out in front of your yard. It's not like that. It's just that they grow only about two to three feet tall. They don't climb things and while they may droop a little bit when they're weighted down by mature beans they are self-supporting so that's what's meant by bush habit and the nice thing about bush beans is they do have a tendency to mature faster than climbing beans so they're a good option for succession planting and getting in like just one more crop before cold weather strikes now when it comes to planting beans this episode is airing on June 3rd. So believe it or not, this is not too late to be planting beans because beans like warmer weather. You should definitely wait until the soil kind of warms up a decent amount to plant your beans. They should be planted directly in the garden. Most legumes don't like being transplanted. And if you do transplant them, you'll kind of witness a slowdown in the growth as a result for a decent amount of time after you've transplanted. And honestly, they grow so fast, there's really no need to start them ahead of time in containers. They're going to be just fine, you know, if you plant them directly in the garden, just as long as you have let the soil warm up a little bit. I would say... As long as the soil has warmed up to at least 65 degrees. Now, because bean seeds are so much larger than most seeds, they need to be planted deeper. They need to be planted about an inch deep. 
And the reason why is this helps make sure that their root systems develop at an appropriate depth. If you sow them more shallowly than, than that, their roots are going to be even more shallow. And beans do have a shallow root system to begin with. So we want to make sure that we're not creating a problem by making that root system you know, grow even shallower than it already would. One helpful tip. After planting bean seeds, I lay down chicken wire or hardware cloth directly on top of my bean patch until they've sprouted. If I don't, squirrels and birds and rodents of all kinds are going to be digging them up in search of food. This is just going to save you a lot of frustration. I have had a couple rolls of chicken wire, you know, like three foot wide chicken wire since I started my garden and it has been invaluable. I have it cut into a few different lengths and I kind of like take panels out whenever I need them and lay them over different areas of my raised beds. It works so incredibly well. And I also do this when I sow my corn and my peas. So just a little heads up that that is something that's very, very handy to have. When it comes to where, though, to plant your beans, beans need a lot of sun. So you need to pick one of the sunniest spots in your garden. And they also need well-draining soil. So Make sure they're not planted in a low-lying area where water tends to pool up. Now, that's not to say that they don't like water, because as fast and furious as beans can grow, they need regular watering to keep up production. Now, like I said, if you're growing climbing beans like pole beans or runner beans, make sure you've thought through a plan for support and make sure that support is in place when you sow those beans in the garden. What you don't want is for those beans to have sprouted and their roots to be growing and then you have to put that support in place and you run the risk of damaging the plant or the plant's roots and then that plant actually dying as a result. So you'll need either poles or netting for your climbing beans and make sure that you don't put that support in a place where the beans, you know, the way your yard is oriented, that the bean vines and their support is going to end up casting a shadow on things that like full sun. So like peppers or tomatoes or things like that. It's totally fine if your climbing beans kind of cast a shadow later in the day on things like spinach or lettuce, things that don't mind and actually kind of like a little bit of shade because they're sort of, you know, like tender greens. Some people even purposefully do this in their garden. So like they'll make a teepee out of bamboo poles, kind of lash them together, or they'll lean netting up against, you know, some sort of wall or fence for the beans to climb. And then underneath in the space beneath, they will plant shade tolerant things like spinach and lettuce. It's a really great way to make use of that extra little bit of space. If you're using poles, make sure that they're inserted at least a foot into the ground, even a little more if you can manage it without breaking the pole. Otherwise, once the vines leaf out, the wind can kind of like catch it and it will like blow the poles down, especially in like a summer storm or something like that. In terms of pollination, as I as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, I have never personally had any problems with pollination with bean plants because those plants, flowers are bisexual. I mean, all it takes is a little bit of wind. If you have like a whole lot of hot 
still stagnant weather, that's really the only time I can think of that you would have a problem with pollination with bean plants. Otherwise, should not be an issue. When it comes to fertilizing, legumes do not really need fertilizing. In fact, when I was just starting out as a gardener, I didn't know this. And I went ahead and I fed them my diluted fish uh, emulsion, just like I was feeding everything else, my tomato plants and everything like that. And they actually wilted afterward. And it caused me to do some research and I realized that, you know, most legumes, they're already getting the nitrogen that they need from that symbiotic relationship with the bacteria, those nodes of bacteria that live on their roots. So you don't really need to feed them. Generally, the nutrients that exist in the soil, as long as they're not planted in really poor quality soil, tends to be enough. One last thing in terms of their needs mulching beans like i mentioned a little bit ago have shallow root systems so it's best to keep the plants mulched in order to keep the roots happy and on a related note it's best not to go kind of cultivating otherwise known as digging uh, in soil around bead plants because those shallow roots you know it's really easy to damage them so if you're weeding you know definitely don't use one of those claw diggers to weed make sure that you're weeding around your bean plants by you know picking them out with your fingers harvesting beans any plant that creates something with seeds inside for the purpose of reproduction fruits beans included so yes like the the bean pods that come off your bean plants technically in the world of botany are fruit and the problem with fruiting is that if you don't pick the fruit off often enough the plant thinks it's done its job and it's like cool i'm done i i did it so you want to make sure that you are picking your bean pods as often as possible. So both climbing beans and bush beans should be harvested from regularly. By harvesting as soon as the beans are big enough to be edible, you make the plant think that it needs to keep producing more to fulfill its reproductive efforts. Manipulative, like, yeah, okay, maybe a little. But its purpose is to feed you, so you want to get as much out of it as you can. Now, I will say for dried beans, this is something that you're not going to be able to do because ideally with dry beans like black beans and kidney beans, you want those beans to be able to dry on the plant. So if you're hoping for like a whole bunch of dry beans and kidney beans, make sure that you are planting maybe a few more plants than you think you might need just to kind of help cover off on the fact that you are not going to be able to get the plant to produce more by picking them off because you're going to be leaving them on the plant until they dry. For pests. As far as beans go, really the only thing, well, no, that's not true. I was going to say the only thing that bothers bean plants tends to be beetles, but rabbits will totally mow them down in like a day. Those dang rabbits. I used to think that they were so cute. Squirrels too. I do not think they're cute anymore. Like I don't wish them ill necessarily. I just don't like them as much as I used to. I have been able to deter rabbits from eating my bean plants by taking I know I've mentioned before the empty milk jugs that I turn into a cloche with kind of the bottom cut off. 
The only difference with this is I split them down the side so that I can wrap them around the poles that the plant is using to climb up. So that's how I deal with rabbits. Japanese beetles, though, really, really like green beans. Cucumber beetles also munch on green beans, making holes in the leaves and in the beans themselves, which is really frustrating. I have had really good success covering my bush green beans with a very fine mesh garden fabric. And I have the link to what I use in the sister post for this episode that is linked to in the show notes. It's called Ag Fabric. The size is plenty big enough that I'm able to cut it into, you know, several pieces to cover several different crops. It lets light in, it lets rainwater in or hose water, whatever. Works really, really well for bush beans. It does not work great with pole beans because same thing as how the wind can catch those vines once they leaf out. It will kind of catch the netting that's sort of draped over those poles and just blow the whole thing over. It's like a giant sail. You know, I stopped trying to put netting over the pole beans. And in fact, I don't grow pole beans anymore because Japanese beetles were such a problem for them and I couldn't cover them reliably. So now I only grow bush beans. And I will say that contender green beans. So Contender is a variety of green bean that has performed really, really well for me. I do still manage to grow turtle black beans. For some reason, the Japanese beetles, they don't go after black beans as much as they do green beans. Probably has something to do with the family, the things that they're related to. Japanese beetles love everything in the rosaceae family. So they eat roses, they eat apples, And I'm kind of assuming now I would have to go back and research this, but maybe green beans are in that family as well. So for whatever reason, they don't, beetles don't seem to bother dry beans as much, but green beans they actually love. And contender is a really good variety, a bush variety that's easy to cover. As far as letting your bean plants go to seed, so legumes are fast to mature and fruit, and this makes them really ideal for succession planting. So you can get more than one crop in in a year. And if you grow an heirloom variety, you can save the seeds from those those bean pods for next year's crop. If you want to save the seeds, you'll want to let those bean pods stay on the vine. Let them fully mature and dry up. It's going to look like the pod is about to like explode, but it won't. Trust me. Let it fully mature and then dry up. And once they're completely dry, you can harvest them and save them for next year and make sure you keep them dry until you plant them. Now, Only do this once you feel like you've harvested enough because you'll notice that once you start to let pods go to seed and mature and dry on the vine, like I mentioned earlier, the plant production will start to slow down. In terms of sowing twice a year, that succession planting that I mentioned, so green beans, like I said, they both green beans and dry beans prefer warmer weather so the earliest that i have found that i can sow them is sort of like mid to late may so i will sow sort of one crop of them in mid to late may in kind of like their own dedicated space in the garden and then 
In another space in the garden, once I have pulled out cool weather crops like spinach and broccoli, the things that are are definitely done by July, if not, you know, two to four weeks sooner than that, I then plant those, you know, legumes in that new open space that once I've pulled up those cool weather crops. And it's really great for crop rotation to grow these legumes in your garden. So when those bean plants are all done, do not pull them up out of the dirt. Cut them off, or even better, if you do want to pull them up, throw them right back in there with with the dirt and then just kind of like mix them in because all of the nitrogen that's been stored up in those root nodules and in the plant itself will then break down, get it reabsorbed back into the soil and then whatever you plant there next, whether it's kind of like the next part of your growing season or the next growing year, next spring, is going to then be able to utilize all of that nitrogen that then is broken down and is stored up in the soil. So a lot of people, you know, they rip stuff out of their garden when it's done. Make sure you're not doing that. At the very least, cut vines, cut plants at the soil level. Leave the roots especially because the roots are almost kind of like a pantry for the plant. They store all their extra energy up in there. And when you rip that out of the ground, you know, and you throw it in your yard waste bag or, you know, you throw it in your compost pile, technically it's okay if you're throwing it in your compost pile because that's going to end up back in your garden, obviously. But a lot of people, you know, throw that out in their yard waste bags and that is nitrogen that could be going right back into your garden bed um, for your other plants to make use of. So little tip there. That is it for this episode. That is everything I know so far anyway about growing beans and I hope it was incredibly helpful for you. I hope to have some pictures and some examples up on Instagram here soon. If you're not following me on Instagram yet, I really, really think you should. You can find me at B and Basil. I post pictures. Sometimes I post instructional videos like follow-up videos to the things that I talk about on my podcast. It's also a really great opportunity for you to DM me and ask me questions that you have. And don't be shy. I mean, chances are if you have a question Somebody else out there that's listening to the podcast has a question too. And I really love helping everybody that I can become successful gardeners, especially if you're just trying out. Because so much of gardening can be a lot of failure and it can be really, really discouraging. But it's the things that you learn each season and the things that you notice and you carry forward that really make you a better and better gardener. So Anything that I can do to sort of help you get ahead, I'm happy to do it. And that's why I do this podcast and that's why I'm happy to answer your questions as quickly as I can anyway. Like, I, like I've like i said in previous episodes, I do have a full-time job. So sometimes if there's a little bit of a delay, I apologize. But thank you so very, very much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. And as we move into early summer, I hope that your gardens are really taking off, that you're having an absolute ball out there, that you're getting so much goodness from spending time outside with your plant friends. 
take care of yourself, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Grow Your Own Food podcast. Visit beeandbasil.com for helpful how-to articles, images, and recipes.